It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered ChumbaCasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. On Florida's Space Coast, we think you can have the best of both worlds. Kind of like right now. Driving. At your desk. Maybe at the gym. But you're also grooving to some music. Visit us and you'll go to the beach and see a rocket launch. Or go kayaking and manatee spotting. It's all waiting for you on the only beach that doubles as a launch pad. Plan your adventure today at visitspacecoast.com. Hi everybody, welcome back to Cricket Unfiltered. I'm Menas and it's solo Menas today because this is just a quick update to wish you all a happy and safe holidays. Unfortunately, Paul Jaleesa and I could just not tee up our schedules this week to lock in a recording. Actually, it wasn't Jaleesa's fault this week. Normally, she's the one um, who's a bit of a diva, but no, this week it was... Just one of those things leading up to the, the big holidays. Uh, we just couldn't get it together. But I've been on the beat. Uh, I've been talking to Justin Langer. I was talking to Dan Christian and Jason Gillespie. So I recorded all this audio that I was going to use in a show this week, but we're not doing a show. So I thought I'd jump on anyway. Um, wish you all a holiday. I've got the, the audio clips here I want to run through with you. And then uh, we'll catch up next year. Paul and I will be recording Cricket Daily after every day of the Boxing Day Test Match. So don't worry, we'll be back for that. Jaleesa may join us one day if, if she can spare the time. I know she's got a number of um, high-profile media engagements at the moment. So hoping to get her. Um, but look, let's start with Justin Langer. He did a press conference this morning, which is Thursday morning. Um, and the first thing he did was he confirmed that Marcus Harris will play in Boxing Day. I wouldn't say he gave him a, gave him a ringing endorsement. I do get the feeling that this is uh, Harris's last chance. I think the fact that it's being played on Harris's home ground, the MCG, um, is is what's going to get him over the line. I also think this sort of plays into George Bailey and the the whole selection table philosophy that they really want to back people and give them a crack. But I think on the other side of it, I think 
Bailey's philosophy also means that if Harris is dropped after the MCG, that could be it for him. I think this new selection table will back players, give them a chance to flourish at the top level. But if you squander that opportunity, then uh, you're probably not going to get another one, or at least in the foreseeable future. Obviously, anything can change. But So I, I think that's the way they're doing it. And I think that's a more classical selection policy rather than players coming in for a test and out for a test. Then you, you will end up looking like the English side. So Marcus Harris will play. Then I asked Justin Langer what the thinking was in bringing Victorian fast bowler Scott Boland into the test squad. I was just kind of trying to see if there is any major doubts over the big quicks. And here's Justin Langer's response. Hi, Justin. I'm just wondering um, what the thinking was behind bringing um, Scott Boland into the squad. After a, the test match, we had a five-day test match. We were got to make sure we'll wait and see how Josh Hazelwood pulls up. Um, he arrives this afternoon into the squad. And then also how Michael Nisa and Jai Richardson pull up and Mitchell Stark as well. So it's more precautionary than anything else. That said, he's a terrific bowler and he's, he's had an awesome domestic couple of years so if he gets the opportunity like Michael Nisa last game he'll certainly deserve that. So it seems there that he's just cover for the bowlers I know Hazelwood's coming back from injury I doubt he'll play I think Cummins will play they're probably monitoring Richardson he is still coming off an injury from the season before and then you've got Nessa who had an injury leading into the summer and of course um Mitchell Stark was holding his back. So I think Boland is just cover. And in COVID times, you never know. They could all go down and get a coffee at a shop and get pinged as a close contact and we lose a few fast bowlers. But I said, I think it's an outside chance Boland will play. Then there was some very interesting... um, a very interesting question asked by Sam Landsberger, who's been on this show many times. You'll hear his voice in a moment. But he asked Justin Langer if he intended on staying on as coach when his contract expires next year, whether he wants to renew it and extend it. And here was Justin Langer's response. I've never thought differently, to be honest. I've been consistent with what I've said for that for the last four years. You know, I love my job. Uh, and the boys are playing well, no doubt about it. It's a great team to be involved in. So, yeah, nothing's changed from my point of view. Is that all three forms? Just to clarify, yeah, would you like to obviously um, continue steering the ship in, in all forms of the game? Yes. So pretty unequivocal there from Justin Langer. He wants to stay on, and he wants to stay on and coach all three formats. That's quite a big bit of news. Now, Steve Waugh confirmed a few weeks ago that he thought Justin Langer would intend on staying on. Now, Langer's confirmed it himself. So the ball is in Cricket Australia's court. Will they sack potentially a World Cup and Ashes winning coach, or will they... Uh, extend him and keep him in his current role coaching all three formats. There's been a lot of speculation about whether it's time to split the formats. This was before we won the T20 World Cup. So now that we've won the T20 World Cup, Langer's position's a lot stronger. Uh, But there was talk about bringing someone like Trevor Bayliss in uh, or Greg Shippard to coach the T20 side. Maybe Andrew McDonald, the assistant coach, takes over the white ball sides. I'm not sure, but Langer made it very clear there that he wants to stay on and as listeners to this show will know I'm a big JL fan I'd love to see him stay on I I don't mind the idea of having a T20 team coach that maybe 
takes the sort of day-to-day reins of the T20 team, but Langer is still kind of overseeing the whole thing. But yeah, that's it. It's confirmed Langer wants to stay on. Apart from that, there wasn't a lot from Justin Langer's press conference. There was an interesting series of questions by one of the English journalists, Dean Wilson, who was asking Langer whether he thought making the team watch the Headingley replay the day after that match in 2019. So for those that have seen the test documentary after Australia lost the, the Ben Stokes miracle game, uh, Langer made the team watch the last session the next day. And I think the England team were just made to do something similar. And Dean Wilson was asking Langer whether he would do it again. And I think he was trying to sort of get Langer into a corner where he said he wouldn't do it again and then use that to obviously write a headline against the England team management because their coach, Chris Silverwood, is under a lot of pressure. Well, it didn't really work. Langer said he might not do it again. He might. He doesn't know. Uh, But all he knows is they won the next test match. So uh, by implication, it worked. Um, But that was quite interesting. Alrighty, so that was Justin Langer heading into the Boxing Day test, his press conference. Then uh, two nights ago, I was at my first home BBL game, well, regular season BBL game for two seasons. Last summer, I went to some WBBL games and the final of the Big Bash, that was the only game played in Sydney. But I got to go to the Sixers v the Strikers, and I ran into a great fan of this podcast. I can't remember his name, but we got a selfie outside. Um, I had to rush off, though, because there was a disaster there. The media pass printer and system was broken, so I actually couldn't get into the ground when, when I ran into this fan, and I was walking between offices to pick up a pass somewhere. And eventually I got in. There was only two press there that night, and we couldn't get in. It t- took ages, but I got in. Thank, thank goodness New South Wales cricket sorted that out but I saw this fan and I didn't have a real chance to talk and chat with him but we got a photo of a beautiful child with him his lovely wife and yeah it was great to meet a fan of Cricket Unfiltered I've met a few at the SCG in the past but always love it also met another fan of the show Andre Leslie uh, who's a ABC News reporter um, ABC News Radio he does the sport for them and yeah he's a fan of the show he asked me on to chat about cricket which I did yesterday the first time I've been on ABC Radio live like that. So that was uh, really nice and great to meet Andre. And it was a big win to the Sixers. Um, they, they got home. Uh, the Strikers put on 147. And then Hayden Kerr, the young Sixer, hit a six in the last over to win. It seemed like Farwad Ahmed and Rashid Khan were going to bowl the six, uh, the Strikers to victory. But Jason Gillespie said after the game they just didn't have enough runs. You know, he said if you add another 10, 15... I think he said if you add a run per over to their totals this season, they'd have winning totals. But they've consistently fallen just a bit short. Uh, So after the game... I was thrilled when Dan Christian was put up to chat to us. And um, obviously, you know, Paul Dennett's a massive Dan Christian fan. I was asked by security whether Paul Dennett was in the vicinity because of the AVO that's out on on him to do with Dan Christian. But, you know, obviously Paul wasn't there, so it was fine. I could proceed. And I did... Um, of course, that's um, a joke. And then there's, there's no AVOs on Paul that I'm aware of anyway. Um, so, yeah, I asked Dan Christian, you know what it was like to see a youngster like Hayden Kerr come through in a big situation. Yeah, fantastic for us. It's uh, It probably typifies the way we played last year as well. We, we haven't played anywhere near our best cricket for these first four or five games, um, but we're getting over the line, we're, we're, and it's someone different every game doing something to, 
to get us over the line. So it was you today. <laughs> <laughs> so it's uh, yeah, you know, great for Curry to come out and you know hit a six-second ball or whatever it was. And um, Sean Habit had a great game with the ball and and the bat as well. Jordan Silk chipped in at the end. Um, yeah, it's just been a it's it's got that feeling about it, similar to last year where we're not playing our best, but we're but we're still winning. Dan Christian, lovely bloke, winner, 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 and look out for the Sixers, them and the. They and the Scorchers are in great form. And then Jason Gillespie um, was put up to us, and Dizzy's a terrific fella. He's been on this podcast a couple of times before. And I asked Dizzy how devastating he thinks the combination of Farwood Ahmed and Rashid Khan can be for the rest of the Big Bash. Here is his answer. Yeah, most certainly. I mean, we, we, you know, the makeup of our bowling attack, um, you know, we, we, we did a lot of, uh, lot of preparation and and decided that you know that double spin in the middle overs, you know, we think it could you know really help us and and make some real inroads into what is a very strong Sixers lineup. And and they showed just what they're capable of. You know, Rash picking up three wickets, Farwad I thought bowled beautifully and picked up the really important wicket of, of Vince. Um, so look, that they can they're, they're fantastic bowlers. They're, you know, Farwad has shown for a number of years. Um, he's played a lot of BBL. Um, just with you know how good he can be and, and what he brings, um, you know he brings a lot of experience as well. And um, you know he, he was helping Peter Siddle out there as, as captain, as, as a relatively new captain, um, so to speak. So Farwood was there, particularly setting fields for for spin. Um, so he brings a lot of that experience. And, and obviously Rashid is the best T20 bowler going around. So um, whenever you have those guys in your team, we feel that if we can post decent totals, um, you know we're going to be hard to beat. But when you don't reach 150, it's asking a lot of our bowls. Love that combination of Farwad Ahmed and Rashid Khan. Just incredible that Farwad Ahmed almost went unpicked by any big bash side. And uh, they really turned it on in the middle overs against the Sixers. And they could do some damage in the big bash. So keep an eye on them. It's spellbinding cricket when Farwad and Rashid are bowling. Interesting, Farwad's experience is really helping out Siddle. So yeah, good stuff. And then I asked Jason Gillespie how proud he was of Travis Head. Obviously, Dizzy is Head's state coach, and I just wondered you know, how proud he was of Head's success since getting back into the test side. Incredibly proud, Andrew. Um, the, the way he's gone about it, you know, he's, he's suffered a, a few set, setbacks over the last little while. And, and what I'm really proud of uh, with Trav is the way he's, he's handled it. It, it. There's been no complaining. There's been... No, woe is me. It's been, right, what do I need to do? How can I get better? How can I really put my name in front of the lights for the selectors and, and make them pick me? And he's done exactly that. He scores runs at, uh, at shield level, list A level, um, you know, and he's just through sheer weight of runs, he's demanded selection. And, and that's all you can ask of a player. And the way his attitude towards it all and the way he's gone about it, the way he's led South Australia um, with all that going on as well, the, you know, will he or won't he get selected? But his focus has always been on South Australia and, and helping South Australia play the best career they can be and, and lead South Australia as best he can. Um, he's a real leader, and um, you know, and you know, his batting, um, you know, has gone to another level. Yeah, everybody that talks about Travis Head says he's a leader, and I'm starting to believe it now that he's prospering with the bat at Test level. In a couple of years, if uh, Cummins is burnt out and um, Smith's not going to be the captain. Perhaps Travis Head could do it because he's he's just seems like everybody rates his leadership skills. And when I've spoken to him and interviewed him, he's been on the show I think three times. Um, yeah, he's a lovely guy. I actually think that there was a record for this show that seven or eight of the Test eleven for the first Test uh, 
in the ashes have been on this show for extended interviews. So, um, yeah, terrific. Um, PB for the podcast. All righty. Well, that is it for my little update. Uh, can't wait to get back with Paul and Julissa and record a proper show next year. As I said, Cricket Daily will be coming to you every day of the Boxing Day test. If you are thinking of doing something nice for Christmas or the holiday season, please leave Cricket Unfiltered a review on your favourite podcast app. Five stars would be appropriate considering the festive season. But yeah, if you've got time, leave us a review. Thanks to everybody that have listened to the show this year. Uh, We've loved bringing it to you and uh, we'll be back soon with another episode. On Florida's Space Coast, we think you can have the best of both worlds. Kind of like right now, driving, at your desk, maybe at the gym, but you're also grooving to some music. Visit us and you'll go to the beach and see a rocket launch or go kayaking and manatee spotting. It's all waiting for you on the only beach that doubles as a launch pad. Plan your adventure today at visitspacecoast.com. Sports Social Podcast Network. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.